Welcome to Wellness Connections with the Solutions Group, a passionate team of health and wellness experts that believe every workplace and every community can be a wellness avenue for positive change in the physical and emotional health of individuals. Our experience in workplace wellness inspired us to bring this passion and knowledge to the podcast stage. Sharing real-world stories and science-based practices, your wellness is an ongoing act of creation and we hope to inspire you on that journey. Welcome to Wellness Connections with the Solutions Group. I'm Shane. Joining me today is going to be Stephanie, co-hosting the podcast. Joining Stephanie and I today is going to be Cynthia Grajeta james Cynthia is currently a wellness coordinator for the Solutions Group. She received her Bachelor of Science from West Texas A&M University and a Master of Education from Grand Canyon University. She has extensive data collection experience with both nutrition and athletic programs. Cynthia's philosophy focuses on continuous lifelong learning as she works towards enhancing the well-being of employees by empowering them with the essential tools towards a healthier life. She says, it's never too late to start living well. Cynthia, welcome. We're so excited to have you today. Thank you for having me. Cynthia, I'm so excited to just learn from you today and um, just kind of explore more about your background. Um, but first, we ask every single um, guest on the podcast this one question, and we love to hear the answers. Um, who or what is your biggest inspiration in wellness? You know, I have to go back to fifth grade. <laughs> in fifth grade, um, we started playing basketball. Um, and I remember... Um, our PE teacher put us in teams. And I remember just, I was awful. I was really bad. <laughs> and I remember telling her, can you just please help me? Cause I really want to be good. And I think that's where that competitive, uh, I noticed was coming through. So she, she said, of course, I'll help you out. So after school, she just taught me some basics and she said, I want you to do this and that. And I I was listening because I, I really wanted, you know, to to excel in, in basketball. So I remember um, the next day I was so excited, right, to use the new techniques. And uh, man, I I kicked everyone's butt. I was <laughs> it just took one day. But but for her to take the time to educate me and teach me just some basic skills was a lot. And so I will forever be grateful uh, to that PE teacher because, you know, I, I use the same type of philosophy and techniques in, in everyday life. So That's I have to so be my fifth grade PE teacher. That's cool. I, I think a lot of our guests, I mean, we have various answers to this wide ranging question, but a lot of people are able to kind of pinpoint one specific experience or one specific person who just kind of took the time to, you know, either deliver that, you know, intentional help or intentional advice or just be there for them and be aware. And I think that's super important in like the hustle bustle life that we currently live in, mm -hmm. that how important it is to stay intentional. And, and when somebody needs help or they're reaching out, you can make a huge impact from the age of, you know, what are you, eight years old in fifth grade? You know, it's, it's shaping your life now, which is cool. I love that. Yeah, she, um, uh, went ahead and was my coach in, in high school for um, for cross country, and I excelled with that, eventually uh, receiving a scholarship to run. But I would 
I'm I'm just forever grateful. And I, and I just remember that day, like if it was just yesterday. So I try to do exactly model what, what she did was taking the time and, and, and give back to, for me, for, for the community. Yeah, no, that's awesome. So to kind of jump into some things, you know, we know you, you're currently wearing a shirt that says keep running, you know, and obviously, like you said, you gain a scholarship through running and all of that. And I know your journey has kind of shifted and molded and changed to where you currently are and all that. Walk us through kind of your background in physical activity and fitness. And, and since it's such a, you know, integral part of who you are, walk us through, through your journey kind of in a way. Okay. Well, like you said, Shane, I did get a scholarship to run in the, in the collegiate level, but I actually use uh, sports to help me leave the small town that I'm from because I knew that if I stayed, um, you know, I was going to end up working at the same big industries and I didn't want to do that. I wanted better things for myself. So I used this scholarship to not only run, but to also get an education. So I went ahead and went to West Texas A&M University in Canyon, Texas, and um, got my bachelor's in elementary education. Um, I taught in the classroom for, I want to say probably 10 years before I felt like I needed a change. And so I was always into fitness, into the gym, and continued to run and, and compete just in a, in, in a different level. And so I, you know, tested for the extra endorsement for physical education and just loved every minute of it from, you know, teaching hopscotch to kids from pre-K, you know, all the way to fifth grade. And then I ventured into coaching um, basketball in a low social economic area in Albuquerque. Um, and I wanted to introduce something new to the kids because I had to compete against soccer. <laughs> um, so I taught basketball and I, I had a waiting list every year of kids wanting to play. And so uh, I did that for, for about 10 years. I coached, I even coached a group of kids up to maybe eighth grade. Um, and then took a different um, adventure out from physical education. But um, fitness has always been a part of my life. I don't, I cannot see, you know, not doing exercising or fitness. You know, I've also coached some of my friends, right, at the gym. And then I lost some, lost some because it was too hard. <laughs> for you or for you or for them? It was for them, but I can be a little intense. <laughs> so I have to I have to remember they're not me, so I have to scale back a little bit. Um so that was fun and I'm always trying new things. I know Stephanie and I talk about, you know, uh spinga and spinning or cycling and then I've done the orange theory. So I'm a person that um it's always looking for new, the best things out there, right? Um, because I get bored very easily. I have to change my workouts every three weeks before I just don't have any motivation. So I'm pretty proud that I, I guess you could say I'm self-motivated and, and I push myself. Um, but yeah, that's how I, that's a little bit about my background. That's awesome. And it sounds like movement and just activity is just part of one of your core values and makes you who you are. I think that's so special. And so how would you say that that movement and physical activity has impacted your personal well-being on a deeper level? 
Well, um, I think on a deeper level, it's so I'm currently training for a bodybuilding show, which I decided to dive into, which I I told Shane I would never, ever, ever do in my life. But what what's happened is it's mentally has toughened me up. And I use that mental toughness in my work, right? When when there's projects we have to complete or there's a, a client that's not satisfied, you know, I've noticed that I don't stress or I don't get as nervous anymore because because of that training, because of the toughness, I'm like, this is a piece of cake. What I did in the gym <laughs> trying to lift weights was a piece of cake. I can do this. So I'm really taking that type of training in the gym into my own personal and professional growth. I, I see all the time these, you know, Instagram fitness pages and all that motivational type things. And they say, you know, just to your point, if if you go and kick your own butt in the gym, that's most likely going to be the hardest thing you do all day. I mean, you know, trauma and emergencies happen when, you know, family and friends and all that. But mm -hmm. in a normal day, if the hardest thing that you do is kick your own butt in the gym, like you right. said, everything kind of pales in comparison and doesn't seem so bad, right? Right. I mean, I have some pretty tough coaches right now. And, you know, there's been at least two times where I'm I'm on the ground trying to, you know, catch some air. And, you know, you have someone telling you, you know, next to you in your ear, like, get up. You have to get up. <laughs> and just, you know, finding that, that just, I don't know, it's it, just find it in within yourself to tell yourself, Yes, you can do this. Let's try it again. I I, I know this is crazy, but I love that. Mm -hmm. And so I really use that in my everyday life. Like this isn't as bad. <laughs> you can do this. Yeah, I, 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 and I always use the motto, Cynthia, you are strong and you are capable. <laughs> I love that. I think when I'm coaching clients, I'm just like, People are notice get start to get kind of scared or um, feel uneasy when their heart rate gets a certain like rate, and it's, yeah. it's normal. It's normal. Like ten minutes into a Tabata workout, one minute after, like mm -hmm. just a little bit after your warm up, they, then they stop. And right. I'm like, if you can just push yourself one time throughout mm -hmm. like your workout to not stop, and maybe it's after like I know after the first mile that I run, everything's gonna be better, right. or like after the first 20 minutes, I'm gonna feel much better. But giving yourself like I even though you want to stop, just pushing a little further, I feel like it's its own type of therapy. It's just it's almost <laughs> it's so like a fight within yourself, right? So yeah. you have that part of you that your mind is saying, "What are you doing? Just stop! <laughs> why, so why, why the pain, right?" Yeah. And then you have the other part that's saying, "Don't listen to her. You've you've got this. You yeah. can do it. You are strong." It's it's. I hear this phrase a lot. It's getting comfortable with being uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And so just as you two are speaking, you know, yeah, it's it sucks working out sometimes. And when you're breathing hard and your heart feels like it's going to pan out of your chest and you're like, oh, my gosh, I've only got a mile. And then my program says I should do three or my health coach, Stephanie, or my personal trainer, Cynthia, says do three. But so that's what relates to life. Right. Like, I think, you know, we're in uncomfortable times right now. Well, mm -hmm. just do your best to be comfortable in the given situation and hopefully we can get through it. Right. Right. Oh. Definitely using um, those type of techniques into, you know, what we're facing right now with COVID for sure. Mm -hmm. 
So we're kind of going along the theme of, you know, using fitness and movement and exercise, kind of building your toolbox, right? To getting stronger for the day or getting stronger for just life in general. I want to hear what you've seen in, you know, in your background, physical education, specifically teaching kids, working with them, you know, doing sports and basketball and all that. What benefits have you seen in kids when they start to be getting, you know, more active or they're starting to play team sports and gain that competitiveness? Where are the benefit with the kids? Because you just talked about all the benefits that you see. What do you see once you see some some kids starting to get involved in, you know, maybe team sports or physical activity and, and what do they get from it? Um, their, their confidence just is amazing. When teaching PE, I always created an environment where, um, you could be yourself. Um, you can act crazy. Nobody was, it was a no judgment zone. Right. And so there was many, there was, you know, kids that obviously have learning disabilities, and so PE was some, some of them that they would sell. And seeing that confidence, they used what that, that same confidence going into the classroom. And I could see it more when I was coaching basketball. I had um, some players that were in special education. And to see that transformation from the on the court to the classroom was amazing and even like their teachers would ask me well like well what are you doing right and so it's just being that teacher that coach that would boost their morale because they felt like in the classroom they weren't excelling like their peers and so when they were excelling on the court they they used those skills right into the classroom so they could excel it, it was just amazing to watch and also, I was also walking in in the classrooms, making sure <laughs> they were paying attention. <laughs> and um, just from seeing like kids like be excited and super engaged with a physical activity, would you say that I think what I'm starting to see just a little bit online is that parents are starting to have them like kids just join on to their workouts and so they're not necessarily like team plays like they would normally be doing do you think that is still effective for kids can you repeat the last part the team yeah i want to delete that whole part never mind uh, <laughs> well, no, what i was going to say um about teams and just going a little bit back to what shane was talking about is um it's really great to see kids playing on teams because they're socially also being active and they start understanding what it takes to be a team and how to work out as a team. Again, using those same concepts into life and then, you know, for them in the classroom. Um, Cause a lot of the kids, uh, you know, some are, they don't, they don't have siblings or maybe mom and dad are working all day and they don't get to play out, you know, with the neighborhood kids, but being part of that team makes them feel like they belong to to a group, right? So for them, that's important as well. And um, I, again, going back to the whole, when I was coaching basketball, some of the, some of my players would get into lots of trouble. So they were in the office, mm. but once they started playing and they understood what it, what a team looked like and how we all had to work together and how important it was also to do well in the classroom their um, behavior issues went way down. It, it, it's just, I, I encourage anyone that has kids to put, 
put them in, in, in team sports. And I'm not talking about it has to be competitive, just but but have them experience what it is to feel and be on a team. I think in asking the original question you keep that you keep coming back to, I asked the leading question. You know, I, I knew the answers. I know the numerous benefits that kids have to be doing physical activity. And I love how you brought it, you know, full circle on the team sports and all the benefits of working with the team. And like you said, it shows up in the classroom. It shows up in their attitude at home and at school. But I think Stephanie was trying to make a good point in terms of, you know, parents are, are maybe possibly frustrated right now, knowing that their kids aren't able to join the team sports and they're not able to do the competitive activities and they're not able to, you know, run around with their friends and do like that. And so we're just thinking, we know that our kids need to be more active. You know, maybe we're seeing the attitudes go down because kids are just sitting in front of Zoom computers all day and, and sitting in class. And so parents are thinking, okay, I know I, my kids need to move, but I'm not sure what to do. So I think Stephanie's question was, you know, do you think it'd be beneficial just to bring them along in the workouts that the parents are doing? I mean, what do you think are some good, good ways to just get these kids up and moving now that we're in these weird times that we're in? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it is. A million dollar question. I know. Yeah, a million dollar question, right? Um, I know personally for me, I there were times during early in COVID, I would go out to Mariposa Park and walk. And I would love to see families together. It just would excite me like, oh, there's kids walking and playing soccer. I think one of the important things is get your kids involved in even in your own, um, tr like you said, chain in your own training and it's it's very you know as adults we're thinking oh they're not going to be able to do what, what i'm doing but get them to help you design a circuit training type of style exercise right if you've got a jump rope if you got a hula hoop and those are so inexpensive you can get at the dollar store kids love those things right so set up you know five six stations have them um also design it because you want them to be involved, right? If the parent designs the whole um, circuit training, it's not going to be as fun. They're not going to take ownership. But if you sit down with your child and say, okay, let's design a exercise workout, right? I pick an exercise and, and talk about, you know, upper body, lower body, and maybe some cardio, right? And you don't need a whole lot of equipment. You know, you, you can run in place. You can do push-ups. Um, like I said, the jump rope, and then kids love music. Have them pick the music that you want for that particular circuit training. And then, you know, talk about, uh, we're going to do this for, you know, 30 seconds. And they might say, oh, that's not enough. And have them experience like, okay, you want 60 or a whole minute. And then after a while, like, yeah, you're, you're, you know, the kid's going to say, yeah, you're right. 60 minutes or 60 seconds was such a long time. But I think having them help you design and sit together and design, they're going to want to do it. Uh, one great um, exercise um, game, right? Because kids, they you have to tell them that you're going to play a game. And they don't really understand that what you're doing is we're do working on different muscle parts, right? And so one, one idea that I had as, as a PE teacher, and, and I always um, tell my friends to do it as well, is the game Monopoly. So play a human being fit, uh, fitness Monopoly, right? So I would get like um, paper plates and I would write at the bottom like an exercise, like maybe jump rope, right? And so you had, I had this big 
rectangular, like out in the park, right, mm-hmm. um, of, of paper plates. And so I created a dice that I, I found the instructions on Pinterest on how to make a, a big dice, nothing expensive. You can get a um, cardboard at Walmart, you know, get some Sharpies because you got to draw the circles, cut it out, and then you put tape on it because kids love to throw stuff in the air, right? So they get to roll. And then, you know, if you get a six, you hop six spaces. And the exciting part is to see their faces flip over the the paper plate, right? And it says jumping jacks. Oh, I got jumping jacks. And then they start realizing where all the good spots are. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then you'll hear the kids say, come on, mom, roll a three, roll a three. <laughs> but so just bringing in those. Um, maybe board games, you know, that you play as a family, but in real life, but with fitness. I think with adults, sometimes like people really find benefits and accountability, like finding a like a good friend to go to the gym with or finding someone else to go mm-hmm. and do your physical activity with. But if people can like have that accountability partner in their family and in their home and engage in active mm-hmm. play, like making an obstacle course in the backyard yes. and just going wild and having a great time. It's it's really wonderful. And it builds all of those benefits that we talked about earlier that happened with kids in the classroom. People are going to bring that into their own workplaces and feel that accomplishment and get, and get that really wonderful family time um, just to kind of separate out the day and make everyone really feel better. Yeah, I totally agree. And kids love to work out with, believe it or not, kids love to work out with their parents. Um, even, if, even if it's for a jog. I mean, I know when back when I was teaching and I had actually a running club at the elementary school, the kids loved it even when their teachers would even go out and walk with them. It was like you, <laughs> you would see this big ball of kids just walking with their teacher. And they would stop what they were doing. You know, if they were playing soccer, they would stop and they would join their teacher. So they they really look up to their adults in their life, um, and and they love that motivation. Yeah, I think there's also oh, go catching. Yeah, one of the coolest memories I remember from like you know middle school, elementary school, high school. Two things. Well, on the basketball team, there was always. Um, a time of year where you would play the teachers. And so it would be the, the kids on the basketball team versus a group of all the teachers and you play five on five. And that was such a fun day and the whole school would watch and it was such a blast. But then, yeah, you also remember that one teacher who would stop after his lunch on the way to his office and shoot some hoops with us, you know, and he was the cool teacher. It was a blast. And, and you're, like you said, you look up to the people, the adults in your life and it's just, you parent, I don't think parents and, and adults really realize the benefit that they, that the kids get just from the simple activity of doing these small things of activity with kids. I think that's huge. Right. And I think the child obviously is saying, wow, I feel special. You're taking the time to, you're giving me your attention. You're giving me the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something, Stephanie. <laughs> I thought you were muted to say something. No. Okay. <laughs> Well, dang. Um, this is going really well. I mean, yeah. I, In the interest of time, I mean, we're just cranking through this. Let me think how we can jump back in it, because you guys were touching on some good topics. I mean, I think I think I'll just throw this out there. The fact that, you know, I'm a, I'm a parent. I have an 11 year old boy who, you know, he's going through all the struggles and things of not being active, not even having recess. He's in front of the computer all day. You know, Cynthia, you don't have any children yourself. Stephanie, you don't have any children either. But just seeing 
Cynthia throw out all these great advice and techniques and tips and tricks that you've done throughout the years. It's it's super inspiring to me as a parent, you know, realizing that movement can be fun. Like Cynthia, you and I and Stephanie, when you do your spin class as well, we like to put each, ourselves through pain. And we talked about how getting comfortable, getting uncomfortable and, and just sucking it up and getting through it because, you know, you can get the benefits. But at the same time, I don't think exercise and movement always has to be like that. And I think, Stephanie, you said something along the lines of, you know, movement is play. And so I think just taking the time as parents and adults to be mindful during these times that any movement is going to be beneficial. And if you want to bring your family into it, you got to make it fun. And so Cynthia gave us, you know, a hardcore, you know, technique, a game monopoly that we can go out, we can listen to this podcast, we can go Google it and go make that monopoly board and just get out and have fun with your kids again. You know, we're all stuck in this quarantine life together. I think we could all benefit from just getting out and playing and just just having fun. Absolutely. And if you're solo, <clears throat> if you're solo and just in your apartment or house or whatever that might be, be comfortable with making yourself uncomfortable as well. Even if you don't have that accountability partner right now, make some plates, have a flash like deck of just random exercises and be have fun. Just mm -hmm. have fun. And it can be really meditational and, and beautiful. I've even used poker cards. Um, I've assigned a different <laughs> Uh, the cards, you know, diamonds. Okay, if I pull a diamond, I have to do 10 burpees. Or if I pull this card, I have to do. So you just have to, you know, you just have to be creative. And, mm -hmm. and that we, we did that. I did that little game with my husband. Well, I did the exercises. <laughs> <laughs> he held the cards and I pulled <laughs> when to do. Um, so, yeah. Actually, now I think about it, my friends and I did that with a twister board once. We had to do, if it was like red, yellow, green, or whatever it was, or like do an exercise in your left hand, like one-armed push-ups, but <laughs> something like that. You could just have so much fun with it. I think, yeah. I think I just want to throw out there, you know, that Stephanie, you said, if, you know, if you live alone and, and you can go to the park and you can set these things by yourself and, and just do it, people don't care what you do. So I think a lot of people are self-conscious about what they do when they work out, whether it's at the gym, whether you're doing jumping jacks and you swing kettlebell around at the park by yourself, or or you see a deck, somebody holding a deck of cards and pulling cards and then doing 10 burpees randomly at the park. People feel self-conscious about doing those things, but at the end of the day, nobody, nobody cares, right? People have their own issues to worry about, their own problems, and they might even be inspired by you, right? seeing you at the park doing things getting active doing something crazy but like oh hey that actually looks fun mm -hmm. so just do it just do it don't think about it i always say people are always watching you and so you don't know who you've inspired so just keep keep at it mm -hmm. and, and that's one of the reasons i decided to do this uh the the whole bodybuilding yes it is it is for me and for you know my self-confidence and my you know being mentally well but it's all, I, I'm also doing it for every person that has been told that they can't do it mm -hmm. for male or female that have been told, you know, you're you're not fast enough. You're you're not strong enough. Yes, you can. Or you're too old right here. I'm old. <laughs> I can do it. And so it, it's, it's just I, I'm I'm going to inspire as many people as I can during this journey. Cynthia, you, you have so inspired me. I literally, I'm like, I wake up and I'm like, it's nine o'clock. <laughs> well, not usually nine o'clock. <laughs> I'm like, Cynthia's probably already done so much today. <laughs> I should get up and move. And just knowing that you, you are totally like my wonder woman, like 
You can do absolutely anything. And I find um, your inspiration, both of you guys really are just um, these, like my hometown heroes, essentially. <laughs> I just have to say, Stephanie, by nine o'clock, <laughs> I already lifted for an hour and a half and I'm starting my hour cardio. <laughs> oh my God. Love it. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I think we've, gone through a whole wide gambit of things that we touched on today from, you know, personal accountability to having fun with your kids and back again, just inspiring others, whether you don't know if you're actually doing it or not, you know, just like you said, Cynthia, everyone's watching you give it your best, right? Right. So, you don't know who you're inspiring, even if it's a small little guy or maybe someone that's an adult, someone is always watching. So you, you know, you, you just got to keep going inspire through movement. I think that's, that's a good thing to, to remember and be conscious of. Well, thanks, Cynthia. I appreciate it. I mean, usually what we do is ask our guests, you know, if they have any resources, you know, whether it's a website, a book that maybe you've been reading that you can kind of point our listeners to, to learn some more. And again, I think we've touched on a lot of stuff today. So I don't really expect you to say, Hey, here's this specific book, but I think it was awesome that you said that the Monopoly game, I think that's an awesome takeaway that we can use right away. Right. Is there anything else on the top of your head you can think of? Um, no, no. What I was just going to say is um, I'm always about um, giving back and I'm, you know, whatever, if, if any type of help anyone is needing to get kids moving. Um, I, you know, I've, des I've designed the whole Monopoly fitness game and um, other games as well. So, uh, you know, please, provide my email out there. I'll be more than happy to share all that information. That's huge, Cynthia. We totally appreciate it. I think our listeners are going to love having you as just as a resource in this 30 minutes we have, but then you're also offering to follow up in case anybody just feels stuck or just needs help, you know? Yeah. That's great. And then just one last thing. I think it's important to touch on the fact that, you know, Cynthia, you train, but you also have your coaches that train you in your bodybuilding. I'm sure you've had coaches in the past when it comes to your running. Stephanie, your health coach. So you are, you know, again, you know the importance of working with someone and, and how beneficial that can be. I've been a personal trainer, so I've been there as well. And I've had people train me. And so I think we just need to touch on it real quick. And in case you, either one of you two want to throw anything out along these lines further, because you're currently in that space, you know, how beneficial working with somebody can be, whether it's to inspire you, to help you, whatever that may be. Can we go first? Yeah, go ahead. No, well, what I was going to say is um, even the best need trainers. You, you still, as a trainer, also, you know, as a coach, you, you need someone to push you because we, we get very comfortable, right? You know, yeah, I'll just do this exercise or I think I'm pushing myself. But even the best athletes still need coaches to take them to that level or to even just push them. So I think what you were just saying, Shane, that's, you know, that's important. We, we all, we don't get me wrong. We can all, we all have our self-motivation, um, but, but we definitely can have those trainers and coaches to just to push us a little bit. And then we'll be, we're, then we'll be amazed of how much we've mm -hmm. done or come along. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I, you know, I never really did sports in high school and I never really messed with it in college either. But when I was on just some 
uh, I was on like a volleyball team with my friends and a soccer team with my friends, I needed someone and I had to ask for help because I had no idea what I was doing out there. I was just falling all over the place <laughs> and <laughs> I could have struggled through it and just gotten better. But asking for help, I think saved me like two months of misery. Um, so not being not afraid to ask for help and there's professionals out there for you. And you know, there's probably resources available to you that are at no cost. Um, so finding your person, finding someone, it could be a family, a friend, a relative, anyone. Um, just being okay with asking for help and it will really, um, losing that is part of that ego death as well and will help mm. you in your workouts as well. Yeah, and going what you just said about asking for help, you you want, don't be afraid to ask for help, right? Because the last thing what we wanna happen is for you to be injured. And then of course. Um, that would just be tragic. But don't be afraid to ask because we've always been, all of us have been in that situation, right? It, mm -hmm. any, when January 1st comes along, everybody has their New Year's resolution, lose weight, get back in the gym. And then, you know, for us that have been going to the gym for years, we're like, oh, here we go again, right? The gyms are going to be packed. <laughs> but we have to step back and remember that we used to be them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We all started at, you know, from, from step one. So we have to be mindful of that as well. So just to wrap it up, coming 100% full circle. So this whole story and this whole podcast started because your person of inspiration was your fifth grade teacher who you humbled yourself, you pulled her aside and you asked for help, right? Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> brings this whole, whole whole circle. So we just want to thank you, Cynthia, for joining us this afternoon. I think we went down many roads and paths that we didn't expect to go down today. And, and it's been very inspiring, super inspirational and, and motivating as well. So just thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me and, and asking me to be part of the podcast. So super excited. Um, you guys were great. I think this conversation with Cynthia couldn't have come at a better time. A lot of our kids are either missing out on their school sports or just spend way too many hours behind a computer screen doing virtual learning. Cynthia provides a lot of great tips and tricks and even fun games that you can play together as a family or just by yourself and as a doll to get more activity and more movement throughout the day. For more information on the Solutions Group and who we are and what we do, feel free to visit us at solutionsbiz.com and make sure to check out the rest of our podcast episodes from the Wellness Connections with the Solutions Group. 